Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 48 The Bulb in the Birthing Pool As you head down, the ceiling on this main floor is about 7 feet high. This is definitely the fancier area. Or at least it once was. It doesn't see nearly as much use as it used to, and as you make your way down to the bottom of the staircase, the floor is just covered in water. There's about two or three feet of it. About every 20 feet, there's a pillar that starts round at the base and kind of arches out to help support the ceiling. And there's pictorials of grung and grung writing. And this was once a very fancy area. It has declined over the years. Do we see any sort of, like, obvious mechanism for draining the two or three feet of water? Hmm. Uh, roll perception. Anybody can roll perception. Since you know what you're looking for. I got a 15. I got a 13. 16. So as you're all looking around, I think on, let's just say on the west wall, 
you can see a couple of small archways that are doors leading back out into the water. They're completely submerged, but it looks like the water level's not rising any higher than that. And as you look around, I think you do find the mechanism for draining the water down to the next level. That's where water's going to go. It's down. You find the mechanism for draining this water down. It's next to one of the pillars that's supporting the ceiling. It's actually rather simple. It's a large circular gear with a handle on it. Large for grung. Foot and a half, two feet in diameter. And it has a stone handle on it. I think Baramisha will, will help explain, like, yes, this is what's used to drain the water. I've, in the past, I've been here and I've seen it in use. As long as you turn it enough, it'll drain the water out into the next level. At least that's how it used to work. Perfect. I make an attempt to do that. Okay. Make an athletics roll. Thirteen. All right. Despite this being an old system and a waterlogged system now, it's still meant to work, and it sticks. It takes some start and then stop and some tugging, some pulling, and eventually you hear something open up in the floor and you hear a draining sound just going down to the next level. You can go down through that drain if you wanted to. Also, on near either side of the room, there are a couple of ladders that head down. Yeah, I'll take a ladder. I take one of the ladders down as well. Are you all taking the same ladder? Sure. They're on opposite sides of the room, just so you know. So we're all close to each other when we come to the bottom of the ladder. You never know. That's true. Okay. You start heading down the ladder. This room is much smaller and much shorter than the room you were previously in. Well, damn it. It's about 30 feet long. The ceiling is only five feet tall. Again, this was built for Grung. So you find yourselves all stooping over as Sam pulls Sniffins down through the hole in the ceiling, down the ladder, because <laughs> Sniffins can't climb a ladder on his own. No. At least not down. He might be able to go up if it's at a good enough angle. Down is much harder. Oh, buddy. Uh, he carries him down. Sniffins is able to run around just fine. It would be pitch black in here if not for your glowing coin. So good on you for that. In the center of the room, there's another pillar that arches out at the top, and along the inward-facing wall, which you know to be more towards the center of the temple, and the wall opposite of that, you just see water slowly leaking in through the cracks between the stones. It's not pooling up, it seems to be draining through something else in the floor, probably more cracks in the stonework. But it's definitely wet and cool in here. Looking around, the entrance into the next floor down is... Covered by a large wooden door, probably about six feet square. It's got a big iron ring handle in it. Open that door. <laughs> okay, who is going to open that door? I guess I will. Right, okay, if you want to do another athletics check. Sure, why not? Oh, I'll use the tiny die this time. Because this one dies, always tiny out. <laughs> yeah, so much. well for me. This die does not go well for me. Yeah, it does not go well again. What'd you uh, get? I got a six. Oof. Okay, Arnis. You go over and start pulling up at this ring, and your feet fly out from under you, yep. and you fall down, and you take one point of bludgeoning damage as your tailbone hits the hard, hard stone ground. I got a six, and I still take damage? One point of damage. Damn, that's harsh, bro. You fell on your ass. I would like to heal myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and try and see if I can help and, and open the door myself. 
Alright, Vale walks over and tries to lift this door. I got a six also. <laughs> Vale also slips, falls, hits their ass on the stone, and takes one point of bludgeoning damage. It's <laughs> like the freaking stooges up in here. <gasps> Go for the hat trick. Yeah. Do it. Fine, I try to open the door. It's just an athletics check. Might need Sam's help. Damn it. I got a 16. Oh. That's like way better than what they did. That's so much better. I know, but I didn't want to do better. I'm so sorry that you didn't fall down and hurt your bum. (laughs) Oh, that we're like making you help. That's that's the deal. Okay. Oh, now I I wanted to be able to be able to wash my hands of this, not out of the door. I wasn't going to be an asshole about it. Darwin finds himself more and more involved. Then we're both sitting on our butts going, um, a little help here? I lifted a door for some friends. It was chillery, nothing more. (laughs) You got your feet squared underneath you, and judging by how hard it was for your friends, you thought this was going to be really heavy. Turns out, no, it was just a matter of traction. (laughs) As you lift it up, it actually opens up quite smoothly. There's a very wet smell below, and you just see light glistening off of water. The light from the coin. The water is six inches from the ceiling in the level below you. Wow. Actually, you see more light. I almost forgot. There's more light in there. There's something glowing in there. Not directly underneath you where you opened this up, but somewhere on the periphery of that room below. Uh, There's a few things that are glowing. We need to find a way to drain the room below us. Well, we don't want to drain it entirely. So where the eggs are? Yeah. And the eggs need water. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, in the room that we're in right now, is there another <laughs> one of those, like, drainy thingies? There is. It's for this room, because sometimes this room could be filled with water as well. Okay, so it's not going to affect the room below. This room just happened to not be filled with water. Correct. Okay. I guess we have to figure out how to drain at least enough of that room for us to stand up in there. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Although... Six inches of water, we can stand in that. No, no, the water is six inches from the ceiling. No, no, what I'm saying, though, is that's all we need to be able to stand in there, because we've been dealing with four-foot rooms. Oh, you just want to go in and just, yeah. like, keep your head, like... Yeah. <gasps> Until we can find it. <laughs> okay. Um, can I... Before we do that, this is that's valid. actually good thinking, Bill. This is valid. <laughs> there are short like, rooms. I'm tall enough. <laughs> yeah, you can just stand. Six feet tall, I can just stand in there. This is valid. Before we do that... Can I, like, stand on the ladder and, like, kind of position myself, hold the coin, like, under the water to try to see where the drain is hmm, in sure. that room? Absolutely you can. Uh, I don't even think it's a check, because between the light from your coin and the other light in the room, and as you peek your head down through the opening, just, like, right above the surface of the water, you're able to look out, and it looks like there's little glowing sconces underneath the water, uh, just magically lit up. Clearly magic, because it's underwater. Okay, so just, like, light sources. Yeah, sources of light. And as you're looking around and the shadows are dancing underneath the water, you see a very similar crank off in one corner, and in the other corner, you see a large clutch of eggs. Okay. All right. In the room that we're in, (laughs) I want to try to open the drain and then close it again, just to make sure I understand the mechanism before I try to drain part of the water from a room and then close the drain. Got it. Yeah, yeah. You understand that you can do that. Like, it's not an all-or-nothing thing. You can stop okay. it midway through. And in this room, it's completely dry and empty. When you turn it, you see a little, a small little portal open up, 
just like a porthole type thing, not a portal. It's not magic. I got you. It's purely mechanical. It just opens up and you see it close back up. Yeah. You know that that's possible. Okay. Then I drop down into the room, get near to the thing and try to drain the room like halfway. All right. You're going to have to get under the water to get down there. Yeah. Because it's only like a couple feet off the ground. Yeah. So Arnis takes a deep breath. Goes in the water, starts turning the crank. Because you're completely underwater, give me another athletics check. Yippee, yippee. I gotta get you a snorkel. Nice long snorkel. Or the spell that lets you breathe underwater. (laughs) Or that. That's an 11. It's tough going. Make me a constitution saving throw. Hold your breath as you're exerting yourself to turn this. 16. Very nice. So even with all the effort, there's a nice burst of air bubbles as you're turning this. As you exhale and just crank it good. And it definitely took some oomph to get it going. And the water starts draining. It seems like into a room on the side. Like, it's definitely going down, but it's also going at an angle sideways. And the water level starts lowering. Please make me another athletics check to stop the water where you want it to be. Oh, God. So if you're successful, this will stop where you want it. Ooh, I got an 18. How deep do you want the water to be? When you close this off, how deep is the water? I don't know. A couple feet, which is probably like half the room. It's a little less than half the room. But you managed to stop the water from exiting out a couple feet deep. The eggs in the corner certainly drift down a little bit. They were floating. Now they're just kind of resting at ground level, still in the water. There's probably a couple dozen eggs over there in the corner. You've got the water lowered down. The sconces on the wall continue to glow, even outside of the water. As you take a look around, you can catch the definition of the walls a little bit more. To the side, the direction the water was draining, there's a sealed stone doorway. Not like spackled shut, but just, it's stone, and it's a door, and it's a closed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a me, Mario. (laughs) Let's it go. And just as in the room above you, there's another wide wooden door in the ground. And I think just thanks to all the light in the room and the lowered water level, you can see that the stonework around this door has started to crack and, like, give way. Let's go into the room next door before we try to go that way. We don't see any evidence of a bulb in this room, do we? No. No green light. God damn it. Yeah, let's... I want to see where next door is. Okay. This door is locked. I open it with my thieves tools. I <laughs> you are not that kind of magician. I haven't gotten to do that in a while. Yes, we do have somebody that. with thieves tools. I appreciate that. You're in a temple. You're in a sacred place for the growing. They give birth to their children here. There's going to be a locked door, too. It's good they had a plus 13 to that. 17. Wow. So basically, unless you roll a one. Which happens. It does happen. happen. Well, there are definitely places where a 17 would still not work. This is not one of them. With a two, you're getting a 15. Vale spends some time at the door. It's not a traditional lock like what you'd see in somebody's home in the city, but there's still a locking mechanism in there. The stonework has a few crevices in there that are definitely intentional where a key would go. 
And it takes a little bit of work. Like, you haven't had to unlock this kind of lock before, but it still functions the same as what you would expect. And eventually there is a choke sound, and the door unlocks. Mm. Uh, open it. Okay. As you push this door open, some of the water from this room runs in there. So now there's maybe about a foot of water in both of these rooms. Maybe half of those eggs in the corner are now submerged. Oh no. That's bad. Would you like to do something about it? I don't know what to do. I only know how to let water out. I don't know how to get it back in. As you look into this next room, there are two small pedestals on the top of which are very ornate bowls. Probably made of stone, but covered with uh, gold leaf. Very fancy. Certainly cultural significance, archaeological value, definitely. You know, if these people were all dead. So you're uh, saying <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Uh, I thought he was saying we should steal them. No, I'm, I'm saying they are definitely valuable, but they're also definitely a part of this temple. My alignment is lawful. I'm not going to steal them. It's like you got sticky fingers? No. I, I obey local legislation. Except also, ones about murder. Right. And ones that are inconvenient. But <laughs> And also, you're in a temple, so... Being yeah. a religious person, um, I would assume you're not going to steal from somebody else's temple. I guess that's true. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of either. That's a good argument, Arnis. But but Vale could probably do it. Don't steal from other gods. It's probably a good idea. On the opposite wall, there's another one of these small sealed stone doors. And there are two valves in this room for letting water in or draining it. Uh, if you let some water into this room, it will let water, water into the other room. If you're willing to do that. Yeah. As you look around, there's definitely an opening on the ceiling to let water in, and there's one on the ground to let water out. But there's no water up there to let in. Are you sure? You don't know where the water went. I guess that's fair. Okay, I want to let some water in. Really just enough to, like, keep those eggs from drying out. Okay. I don't think opening the valve's mm-hmm. going to be a problem. It's shutting it while the water's still running. Yeah. Which, which is another athletics check. You can, I'm going to yeah. haunt your ancestors. Oh yeah, we just do this. If the room fills with water, you can't just suck the ceiling. We just giraffe it. Uh. <laughs> so the water starts pouring in. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. What'd you roll, Arnis? I got a four. And as you start turning it I need help. in the other direction to close it, the force of the water just pouring down is too much, and you can't get it to turn shut. I'll run over and try and help her. Him. 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 I got a two. Can I help? The, we die. The water is now about four feet deep in here. Athletics, right? Yeah, it's athletics check. I got a... This is where we die. I got a nine. This is why I didn't even want to go into the damn water temple. <laughs> and as you're standing there trying to close this valve in the ceiling and the water keeps pouring down, Darvin, you are completely submerged. And if you want to keep attempting, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Mm. Is that all of us or just him? Just him, because he's the only one exerting himself. I don't make I assume the other people here know how to hold their breath. I got a 17. Okay. So exerting yourself with the water starting to submerge you isn't causing you anything, like, negative. And eventually, the water here in the room next door that you just came in through, and wherever the water's coming in from above, must have equalized. Because the pressure stops. And you're just in a room filled with water. You're all underwater. Um, oh. The first thing that happens is that Sam grabs Sniffins and they poof into Tomani form because Sniffins is a dog and cannot hold his breath. That's true, they can't. 
So there's this big, like, explosion of bubbles out from Sam and Sniffins. And even still in Tamani form, it's, like, difficult. So he's holding his mouth and his nose, and his, like, like with one hand, just, like, gives a thumbs up, but, like, problem. The opening into the room above is still open. Let's go up there. A couple feet wide. Uh, there's another valve that lets water out of this room. And there's another door that goes into the opposite room. Or you go back into the room you were in before, because you already know that way out is open. Yeah, let's uh, go up there. So you've got some options here. So we don't drown. I'm going to try and f- open the other valve. Okay. Give me an athletics check. It's a 15. All right. And give me a constitution saving throw. It's a six. Okay. I don't think I want to go to that yet. That's too much punishment. <laughs> At levels of exhaustion, I think, are too much punishment right now for the first failed save. But I will say... Your next athletics check will be made with this advantage. Like, this is wearing you out. Got it. Just, like, hold your breath, get this done. But a porthole in the floor does open up, and the water starts draining down. And down, and down, and eventually this room, the room above you, and the room next to you are all dry. All of the water's gone. Oh, shit. I hate these stupid grung. Like, no joke. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Well, mind. That was the wrong Close that one. You close the way down? I closed the one that opened up and drained all the water out. Okay. Sure. So you've got the door back into the room you were in before, where there's those eggs that are now just sitting on the ground. There's the door to the room opposite of that, which you haven't gone in through yet. There's the two portholes. And yeah, in that room with the eggs, there's, of course, that hatch in the floor that goes down. Well, I guess let's go into the door opposite the eggs. You not feeling an impulse to try and put more water in that room? The thing in the ceiling is still open. There's nothing else coming yeah, in. There's no more water. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the chamber above you is now dry. Yeah. So there's a door in front of us. Mm-hmm. I want to open that door. All right. Give me another check with your thieves tools to unlock this. Lock picking. 24. Jesus. Yeah. You learned all you needed to learn on that first door. <laughs> this time was just like rope movements. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You push that door open. No. Sorry. You pull that door open because water from that room starts flooding in. You're welcome. I think there's now a foot of water between these three rooms. Well, I mean, I said open another door. Looking into this next room is laid out very much like the previous room with the eggs. Magic sconces on the wall. Clutch of eggs in the corner. Sitting in the water. Hatch in the bottom of the... Yeah, there's a hatch. I feel like the only way to get to the stupid bulb is going to be to be underwater. Well, let's open a hatch and see what happens. All right. Which hatch down are you opening? Well, You've got... you said the one in the room, the first room with the eggs looked uh, <laughs> sketch. Yeah. That, that stonework is definitely weak. The central room with the two gilded bowls has a porthole that opens up to the floor below. And the third room... Another egg room also has a hatch down below. The stonework around that looks fine. Again, in each of these three rooms, there's about a foot of water. Is there any way for me to do, like, an arcana check to try to figure out, like, a general direction of where the bulb is? And reach out and sense the magic? Yeah, is that that a thing? (laughs) I do. A stupid demon, like, want to attempt it? Um, no, I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> uh, 
I just want you to describe to me how, like, what does this look like? What are you doing to try to sense magic? Because you don't have detect magic You've as a spell. Never done it before. I don't, and it's not. I just—it doesn't have to be like a certain spell. Just describe um, to me what this is. Are you using M? Are yeah. you getting Sir Carl on this thing? Like he's no. not a magician, so to speak. But no, I would—I would definitely be using my loot, and it's just like it's not even a tune. It's just sort of like nonsense playing, like just randomly like picking at the loot to just kind of like build up, like, magical energy <laughs> to kind of throw out there randomly because I have no idea. Okay. Pulling it out of your nose. Out of my ass. It's more like it really, like, I don't, I have no idea. This sounds like magical sonar to me. <laughs> yeah, it does it, That's kind of the point. I'm not saying that, it's a bad except idea. Except that RNS is just <laughs> sort of making them. My life is a rainbow! <laughs> um... I think as you're plucking this out, uh, are you telling him this is what you're after, or are you just doing it? No, I tell I I tell her that this is what I'm attempting to do. All right, and like you want to do what now? And, and very very emphatically say I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Literally guessing. I'm picking up on that. <laughs> let's give it a shot. Ha 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 ha! Thanks for not mocking me too much. M is playing along, <laughs> literally. So roll Arcana. This is weird. Yeah. Ooh, I got a twenty-one. <laughs> okay, I think it's only with M's help that this is like close to possible. She is very much in tune with magic. You are as well. You're in tune with it in a different way. That's not news. As we've discussed, like, as far back as, like, Earl, the tune of magic has changed. Like, magic can be in tune, out of tune, or just a different different key. And you do sense just a general magical miasma about you, but there is far more coming from below than anywhere else. Directly below me, or can I tell that? Are you, like, where are you when you're playing this? I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm just, like, in the middle of this room that we just walked into. The one with the gilded bowls? No, no, no. Oh, the third room. Second egg room. So it's definitely stronger below you. feel more of a reverberation of it under you. But as you walk closer to the door that leads to the room with the gilded bowls in it, it gets stronger. So although it is below you, it's probably more under that room. In the room you're in now. Okay. And the only way down from that room is the porthole for the drake. Correct. Close the doors. Good. Close the doors. Yes, I would have thought of that. (laughs) So Artis says, Alright, you close the doors to this room, open up the porthole that leads to the floor below, and this one foot of water just completely drains in. And as soon as that porthole opens, you can see a clear green glow coming up from underneath. Found it. Sweet. Let's go down there and drain it. From within this room with the gilded balls, as you're looking down, there's about foot, foot and a half of space before the water. And it looks like this room is 20 to 30 feet wide and 5-6 feet deep. Except for in the center of the room. The center 10 feet just drop down. And somewhere... Down there in the water is where the green glow is coming from. 
underneath the water. As you're looking around this room, the air is definitely colder. As soon as you peek your head in, you just see your breath. And all along the perimeter of this room is just a bunch of green ice, just crystallized. Oh, and more. There are more of those magical sconces helping to light this room. None of them can overpower that green light. But you only notice them as you're looking to the sides. And all around the outer perimeter of the room, just eggs. Dozens, if not hundreds of them. Oh my god. Notice that the green ice was probably a bad sign. Okay. Well, this is what Imelda was talking about, right? The green snow is this green ice. The green ice. Yes. She said green okay. ice. Well, the green ice snow. is the green ice. Okay. Somebody needs to stay up here so we can, like, hand off the cooler. Because otherwise... And so we can get back up. I think Sam or Baron Misha would be more than happy to do that. Yeah, that's fine. All right. I guess in I go. Who's I... going in there with Aranus? Oh, man. I don't want to take my loot in there. You don't. Do you want to leave it up there? Uh, for now, yeah. Okay. Dad's looting. Take him. Oh, if I need a loot, I'm probably gonna need like crazy magic. So I know. So leave your dad's loot where the water isn't. No, I'm gonna leave both the loots and then. <laughs> okay. If I need it. it won't be that far away. But you hand off your loots. Who's taking them? Who are you giving them to? Sam. All right. Sam's got your loots. <laughs> to money. Holding a loot in each hand. <laughs> Do your loots have straps? Like yeah. guitar straps? Okay. Yeah. Then he just slings them over his shoulder. Um, who all's going down there? So it's filled with water right now? Is that what's going on? The water's about four feet deep. Oh. Except for in the center of the room where the ground just drops down into darkness below the green flame. Below the bulb. That part is of unknown depth. Cool. So I'll drop down to four feet. I'm fine with that. The water in here is... Frigid. Let's fill the ice container first. That was kind of the plan. Darwin, are you going down there? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I would like all three of you to roll Arcana then. Darwin. 16. Very nice. Arnis? 9. Not so nice. Fail. 18. Damn. You left your loots behind and you just feel so out of touch with magic right now. So, Arnis, when you jump into the water, it feels cold. It's a shock to your system. But the closer you get towards the center of the room, it does get warmer. Like, not hot. Not like something you'd want to take a bath in. Like, if you had to hang out in it, like, like trough water that's just been sitting out in the sun. Like, it's fine. But Darwin and Vale, you feel this tingle from the frigidness of the water on the outside of the room. Feel the warmth coming in from the center of it. And you know that's not, like, heat warmth. It's not like that fire down there is heating up the water. It's like a magical warmth. The closest thing we have like now in the real world would be like radiation. Mm. Like it's oh boy, not in a bad way. I just mean like radiation also makes things hot yeah. without creating fire. Got like it. there's okay. energy in the water and you can feel it. And like, oh, there's just intense amount of magic in here. Cool, yeah. I'm looking for a crank. To drain some water out of the room. I thought we were going to get some ice. Well, okay, then I'm working on ice. Okay. We, did, did it take all three of us to work on ice? Oh, probably not. So probably. one of us could be looking for the crank while the other two are working on ice. I'll work on ice. All right. <laughs> Smart move, Darwin. With I'll your plan of... Darwin, you look, no, yeah, I'll work with Darwin. You look for the crank. 
Okay. I want both of you, Darwin and Vale, to give me a, a dexterity check. Yeah. It's not of any particular kind. So just add your dex bonus. This is collecting ice from off the walls and keeping it in as big pieces as possible. Darwin. Got it. Twelve. Alright, you get some good sized chunks, like no bigger than the palm of your hand, but they're it's not like dust. It's not snow that you're getting. Like, these seem to be usable pieces for whatever Imelda wants. Hmm. Vale, what'd you get? I got a twenty. Very nice. You actually come off with some large ice crystals of this green ice. I think Darwin's putting in these small pieces. It's like, oh, I'm doing a good job. And then you just drop in this chunk. <laughs> like the lodestone of freaking green ice. Just bam. Oh, okay. But that does mean that's like a very large size type battery thing. And I think the two of you managed to fill this up. With from average quality to great quality. <laughs> Darwin and Vale, you finished collecting this ice. Uh, keeping it, hand it back up. Uh, yeah, passing it back up. Okay. You pass it back up, Berenice takes it, closes the lid on it, holds it underneath their arm. Meanwhile, Arnis, what are you up to? I guess I'm looking for how to drain a little bit of this water. Wait a minute, let me be, let me, let me make sure I understand this whole thing with the, like, bulby thing here and, like, the depth of the water. Is the bulb at the bottom, or is it, like, in the middle, like, near the top? Like, where is the actual bulb in relation to the depth of the water? Okay. Where you're standing on the outsides of the room, where there's actual floor. Yeah. The water's four feet deep. Okay. When you go to the center, there's like a passageway down. The top of the green flame of the bulb that you see is about 15 feet down. You cannot see where the ground is below that. Okay. It's well below the floor of this room. Doable. You should be able to swim down there if you wanted to. So is there a reason to actually drain anything out of this room, then? So you don't have to swim down 15 feet and try and make the magic happen while swimming and holding your breath? Well, I mean, we're going to have to leave water in here, unless yeah, you want to come... the holding your breath part where trying to do a magical ritual you've never done before was kind of why I was thinking it might be a decent idea to drain some of the water out. Makes sense. As long as there's about a foot of water in this room, the eggs... Should be fine. Well, we all know how I do with these drains. So, uh, I guess I'll keep looking for where the actual drain is. Yeah, I think you'll be able to find it, no problem. Okay. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to use it. So, I let them know after they finish their ice thing. Like, I found the drain, but I do not have any confidence in my ability to use it effectively. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> I was the one who completely drained the last room, but sure, I'll try. I yeah, you did fine. Except didn't for do that any better, so... Yeah, All right, um... Ooh, yeah. I'm going to make this a little interesting. You did find the drain. Keeping with our radiation analogy, our nuclear analogy, this is a dual switch system. <laughs> nice. To turn both keys at the same time. It's not keys that you're turning, but there are two of these drain wheels. And I think Vale goes over to the first one and is just like, oh yeah, there's two in here. Whatever, there was two in that other room. And you go to turn it and it just it turns a little bit and you see a little bit of motion coming from the other one. And put two and two together, like, oh, we need to turn both of these. This is the central room. This is the most important, most sacred room in the temple. It's where the bulb is. This is where they lay the majority of their eggs. So they want to make sure that it's not one person coming down here and messing things up for everybody. Like, you'll at least have an accomplice. So who's helping? Yes, I will. Lucky Darwin. Hey. So what are you doing, Darwin, as you watch this? Oh, I'm just standing guard, watching for... <laughs> You know, okay. frog zombies. 
There are no zombies. Frog monsters. Okay. Monstrosities. Frogstrosities. Ooh. All right. All right. So one, three. Aranus and Vale. You go to turn this to start draining some water. And as before, it's not the starting that's a problem once you get this going. It's the stopping. Because as you turn these cranks, you start to see a small little twist of a tide pool type thing in the center of the room, above the bulb. The water's draining there somewhere, underneath the bulb. And the water starts going down. And you move to turn it off? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Both of you roll your athletics. This is just coordination here. Oh, yeah. That's a two, baby. Oh, motherfuck. <clears throat> I got a six. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, the water is draining quickly. Faster than you were expecting. In the other rooms, it was a nice, steady pace every time. It was the same pace every time. But in here, it's faster. And as you notice, like, oh shit, we have to stop it right now if we want to keep these eggs in the water. By the time you start cranking it, the water's already at just ground level, at floor level. And by the time you do get it closed, there's two feet between the floor and the top of the water there in the passageway down to the bulb. Son of a bitch. <sighs> what do we gotta do when we fill it? Alright. Who's Vivian's? It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little more than ten feet of water down to the bulb. Down to the bulb? Down to the bulb. So there's the bulb is under ten feet of water? Yes. Then we need to drain ten feet more out. There's no way we're going to be able to do this magic underwater. Unless you're feeling confident enough you can perform this ritual underwater. I don't feel confident to perform this ritual anywhere. <laughs> then we're draining ten more feet of water. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a problem if you want to drain that much water. And cool. then just go back to the top and let more in. Is that how this works? We'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. <laughs> All right. But that's, I mean, that's sort of the idea. Okay. You're able to drain the water down... Uh, at what point do you want to stop it below the bulb? I think this is going to work because... Well, we have no idea how deep it is below the bulb, right? Right. So at bulb level, so we can float there and deal with it? Sure. Okay. What? Hmm. Is there like a ladder or something to get down there? Ten foot drop into water. You're fine. It's the getting out part I'm worried we about. Have rope. <laughs> okay, well, we should think about tying it off to something up here before we go down there, though. Oh, okay. I think we're all True. going down there, but okay. Or we'll tie or it off to Darwin, up. since or he I seems stay up. hesitant to help with anything here. Yeah. You... He's trying to stay good by his god. Yeah. Okay. I think this time it's not going to be a problem, because the danger of the eggs not having the water is gone. Mm -hmm. And you're used to the speed of this drain now. So you're able to stop the water roughly bulb height. Yeah. It's a short drop down into the water there, surrounding the bulb. What do you do? Go down to the bulb. Okay. Who's got the mantle? You've got the mantle. I do the have the mantle. So you have to. Hand well, it wasn't in the boot, right? It, it was not in the boot. No, I've got the boot. He okay. has the mantle. It's wrapped up in my pack because we're worried about cross contamination between magical items. Yeah. Yeah. When you've got something that drains magic, yeah. it's very understandable. Yeah. Which is why I was carrying it, not Arnus. Mm hmm. So, uh. Darwin, you hand it over? Sure. All right. Who's going down? I am, at the very least. Okay. I'll go down with you. Are you taking a rope down, just hopping down? What's the plan? I don't necessarily feel comfortable just, like, hopping so down. I do. So they probably just swim down because they can breathe underwater. But they're mm -hmm. frogs. They can yeah. They're okay. amphibious. They're less concerned about water. We'll give Darwin the other end of the rope and you can climb down. 
Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. I'm not overly concerned about, like, falling into the water. I just, like, I prefer the security of climbing down on a rope rather than just jumping. Okay. So, we've got Arnis and Vale treading water on either side of this bulb. Basically. How are you getting the mantle? Are you, like, carrying it down with you, or are you waiting until you get to the bottom and have Darwin just, like, toss it to you? So, no, I'm going to carry it down my, with me, I yeah, guess. Yeah, my thought was that I would take... I would leave all of, all of the excess gear that we don't need so it's not yeah, weighing us down yeah. up here. And I want to take the mantle. And do we have, does anybody have a current thought as to what they would like to use to, oh, well, we transfer the power somewhere else. That doesn't have to be done here. Yeah. It's the draining step. So, yeah, just carry the mantle down. Okay. It's just, it was just like a small gem, right? It's an opal. It's about the size of a misshapen coconut. But yeah, you can carry it in one arm. No problem. Like a football. Yeah. So, who's doing this? The ritual thing? Yeah. It's not like a very in-depth ritual, but they're... Like, you know that this is a magical item. Yeah, you know it absorbs magic. I, I can do it. want to know who's doing it. I have less experience, but I also have less to lose when it comes to magic, because the only magical <coughs> item I have is my bracer, and if I leave it up before I climb down, I am good. Okay. Unless you want to say, I have more magical experience, it's going to be better off to do if I do it, I will do it. The only reason I'm not going to stop you is because if something happens to me, you don't exactly have a way to heal me. If something happens to you, I can help you. All right. That's one line of logic. That is a line of logic. Cool, let's do it. And also, if this thing drains magic and I use magic on it, what's to say it's not going to drain my magic? So we've made our logical decisions. Vale is going to be the one to manipulate the magical item. I love this so much. I'm excited to see how this ends. We're all gonna die today. Okay, before we do this, <laughs> I love you all. Uh, oh god. Nothing personal. We are all gonna die today. No, 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 no. No, no. Just um, you two. So, I stood up. Oh wait, maybe I'm the one who's gonna die because I stood up. Well, let's just see what happens. So, Vale, you're the one manipulating the mantle. Mm-hmm. As you hold it in your hands and get it closer to the bulb, before it even comes in contact with any of the flame, you can feel a magical draw. It's pulling magic out of the air, and you see the colors within the opal start to crackle deep within. Everybody roll perception. Even him? Who's Everybody. not even there? Oh my lord. He's just like 15 feet higher than you. Don't worry I about it. I guess that's fair. It's Pretty. Oh, it is pretty. <laughs> Same. It's pretty. I guess my bonus is higher than that. Fail. A bonus is zero, and I rolled a four. So a four. Yep. Aranus. Rolled a four too, but I have a higher bonus. I got a ten. Okay. Whew. Darwin. Seven. Oh my god, we suck. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Vale, I think it's you're entranced with what's happening within the mantle itself, this large opal, and like your vision's just not picking up the outside world at all. Darvin, like, what are you doing? Are you looking down at what they're doing? Are you like talking with Sam and Baron Misha up there? Yeah, like, more what? of that. I'm like keeping an eye on them because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. cautious, I'm watchful, but I'm also still trying not to be too involved, so I'm like. Talking to Sam. Glancing down, making sure they're okay. They're up. Uh, They're still not in this room at all. Glancing up, making sure... Oh. Because they were in that previous room with the big holes. Right, Yelling up to them. No, never mind. I'm not talking to them. I'm just just glancing down. Okay. Nonchalantly, though. Uh, Let's see how Baron and Sam do. 17 and 18. Mm. (laughs) Wonderful. 
Arnis is the only one of you three to notice, but as this starts and you can see the lights and the colors dancing within the opal of Brumble's mantle, it's not just the light in there that's dancing. You see the light from the room above you, like it starts flickering. There's some pulsing of it getting brighter and then pulsing as it gets dimmer too. I think after you notice that, all three of you can hear Sam and Barry and Misha just like call down through the porthole above. What's going on down there? Arnis, is there anything you want to do? Since you noticed this, I'll let you act first. Uh, uh. This can be like an active thing. This can be a perception thing, an arcana thing. Because there's definitely something weird going on. First thing, at least for the moment, I tell Vale to move it away from the bowl. Do you, Vale? Sure. Okay. Yeah, you're able to like turn around and put yourself in between it and the bulb. Okay, and then I just like look, and the flickering has stopped, I'm guessing. The flickering has stopped. But the lights are not as bright as they once were. Shit. We're draining the power. The lights are powered by the mantle. By the bulb, That's kind of logical. I... Okay, then keep going. You told me to stop. I'll stop. No, I mean, I told you to stop just so I could observe whether or not the two things were connected. And they are, so... Um... So, uh, go ahead and keep going. Okay. Okay, um... Yeah, you turn back around and hold the mantle closer to the bulb... And you start to see the fire, the green fire of the bulb, twist and turn into, like, a tornado as the mantle starts siphoning it in. And all three of you notice the lights, again, start flashing and flickering and getting dimmer and dimmer. And everybody roll an arcana check. All right. Darwin. 18. Arnis. 9. Vale. 13. Yeah. Darvin and Vale. And let's start with Darvin, because you're the least distracted at this moment. What do you have on you that's magical? Um, sword. I think that's it. Oh, wait. Plus no. all the other stuff is up there. Right, plus everything else is up there. But what do you have on you, including have... in your bag? I think it's just the sword. It's right? just the sword. It's just the sword. Yeah, There's the Buddha else... holding too, which is that's up there. in my but... backpack. Which is just Which I, I assume you left up, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vale, do you have anything magical on you? No, I took all that stuff off okay. before I came down. In which case, it's just Darwin then that notices it. As you see this torrent of magic being siphoned into the mantle, you feel it pulling at your sword, too. Crap. It's not just draining the magic of what's in this room. It's draining the magic of everything in the area. I'm going to yell this down real fast. Like, have you ever siphoned water out of a tank or off a roof or something? Once you get it going, it just keeps going. Yeah, fuck. So, yeah. These bulbs are connected so deeply with magical things around them that it's trying to grasp on to your sword, to your armor, to your belt buckle, and it is pulling at them, trying to stay out. But the mantle's so powerful. It is a holy artifact. It's a godly artifact, and it is pulling this stuff in. And you do. I communicate this as loudly and as quickly as I can, and I... Well, I mean, climbing it's not going to do much good because Sam noticed too. I'm going to climb up anyway because, you know, whatever. Wait, you're Are leaving you us hold- down here I'm so not, we can't... It's Darvin. Of course he's running away. I'm not leaving. I'm just going up a level. Hoping. He's running away. He's Darvin. Are you up. attaching the rope to something so we can get out? That was going oh, to yeah, be my next question. Rope. Crap, the rope. Darvin, no, you were holding onto the rope. The rope. <laughs> like, um, oh my god, dude. I'm trying to say my sword or my sword not be magic. Like, my whole me isn't going to get sucked in? 
<laughs> I'm magic! Fine, then stop the ritual and climb back up. I, I communicated all this. I, I yelled down you guys and I, I didn't say what I communicated. But I said I communicate this to you so you know what's going on. Fine, I won't. Maybe I'll... Can I try and pass? It's not going to matter. Whatever. You want to, like, toss your sword up there? Yeah. You can try. sucked in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the Sam and ask sure. if I can toss him up my sword. Sure. But, but I still have the rope, and you should climb up as soon as possible. Sure, you toss your sword up. Okay. It's not pulling at the physical object. I know. It's pulling at the magic within. I get that. So okay. it's not actually going to matter. <laughs> I get that, too. And you toss it up, and Sam's able to catch it. That's not a problem. He's coordinated. You're coordinated. It's a short toss. What do you guys do? Darvin's let you know, like, yeah, this is a bigger drain than you were expecting. We're pretty much screwed here. You could try to stop it. Stop it before it kills you. It's not going to kill me. I try to stop it. Okay. My default here is going to be an Arcana check to try to stop it, but if you've got another idea, I'm listening. The only other option would be Constitution to just try and brute bias with me strength to brute strength it, so I'll take the Arcana. Okay. I think this Arcana check is going to be to try to... Focus this siphon. Get it connected to just the bulb and try to cut it off of the other objects in the room. You are down in a pit. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. Uh, I got a 15. Okay. Looking up, you see the lights are dimming. And as you're focusing in on this stone, trying to keep it from draining the magic of everything in the area, you see the lights stop at a very, very low glow. It's paused, but you can feel the struggle there. It's going to take more. You're holding it off for a moment, so it's either going to take more arcana checks or uh, something else. Um, or like, like It's a series of skill checks, basically. Or like, help from somebody? Can I help? Yeah, you can certainly help. You are quite knowledgeable in magical arts. How are you trying to help? Uh, sort of the same way? Okay. You know how to direct magic because you've used magic before. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, like, the same idea of what Vale did, just yeah. hopefully with a little more, like, mm-hmm. direction behind it. That's fine. Knowledge. You're studied in magic. Now that you kind of know what's going on, you might have a way to help stop this. That's a 14. Okay. So as the two of you are focusing in on the mantle, and it's continuing to pull the flame from the bulb. The size of this bulb has shrunk down quite a bit. It's watermelon size now. And Brumble's mantle is still eating it, devouring this magical energy. And for a moment there, it pauses as you're holding it back. You're trying to stop it from getting the other stuff in the room, but you've also slowed down its efforts to pull from the bulb. Kind of got what you were after, but... It's kind of lengthen the amount of time that you're going to be down here attempting this. And that works for a few minutes. And then, like a dam bursting, it pulls again with, like, increased force. What do you want to do? The lights start dimming again. I think at this point, Aranis, you can feel the magic being pulled away from the armor and the belt buckle. Oh, shit, you have your kangaroo. I That's forgot about the kangaroo. I do have the kangaroo. All right. Pouch it. Pouch it. I think the sword was better, because that's like always at your waist. But yeah, you feel it. The two of you again feel it starting to pull magic out of the air. Just out of everything around you. You've got to try to hold it back again. Try to focus it back in on the bulb. It's two successes so far. 
Okay. Um, this is going to probably be stupid. Um, but, you know, every time we say that, something fun happens. Something fun's um, happening right now. <laughs> so, rather than try and guide it with my mind, which hasn't been helping, I want to actually try and, like, while holding the mantle, make a connection with the bulb and use my own, just, like, I'm thinking constitution check here to funnel the energy, not just straight across the room, but through my own body into the mantle, so to focus it that way. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so... You and Arnis are basically down in this well with the bulb. Mm-hmm. And you're... Explain to me this positioning between the bulb, the mantle, and you. So my thought was that we were holding the mantle, and yeah. the bulb was there. Yeah, now you're like the holding it next to I have is, you know, mantle in left hand, right hand on the bulb, and channeling the bulb's energy through me to focus it. Oh, shit. <laughs> that I was not expecting at all. As I said, you guys do... Yeah. Oh, gosh. This is possible. All right. Yeah. This is possible. This is when someone tells you, it's simple, but it ain't easy. Oh, gosh. All right, Vale. You stick your hand into the bulb, into this green flame of the bulb, and your entire arm lights up green. You know how when you take a flashlight and hold it on one side of your hand and look through, and you see that, like, glow? That's your entire arm. Nice. Which arm is in there? My right. Okay. Your right arm is in there, and just glowing green. And yes, it is starting to funnel through and across all of your wonderful vital organs. (laughs) Um, Why not? Oh my god. Make a constitution saving throw. Constitution save, that's a 20. That's one. That's what I figured. Your arm is just burning with magic energy. Just being stabbed with needles all up and down it. But I think it's working. Like, it is only funneling the magic that you are physically touching right now. So again, you do not have any magical items on you, right? None. (laughs) Okay. I only had the wand and I left it upstairs. Oh, on the boot. And I left that upstairs too. Okay. Arnus... You see Vale's arm glowing bright green. You can see the bone in there. You can see the sinew in there. And it looks like Vale's in a bit of, I want to say anguish, not pain yet. Um, Yeah, Darvin, I don't see how you do not see this. Just so you all know. Are the two of you doing anything as you see Vale do this crazy, crazy thing? No, I'm in the other room. Oh, you already went to the other room? all the way to the top. Well, no, 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 no. No, you didn't, because you didn't tie the rope off to anything, did you? No, 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 sorry, sorry, no, I keep forgetting that we're in the same... Yeah, you're just, like, up above them. No, I'm in a different elevation, Mm. is what I meant to say. That's true. Uh, uh, (laughs) That's about all our darnest can come up with. Uh, uh, Having never seen anybody do anything so, like, monumentally ridiculous, um... I'm not really sure what to do. Uh, I mean, because I'm thinking, I, like, I could help you, but I don't... Ooh. What? Would you allow me to give Veil Bardic Inspiration? You don't have a implement. Like, you don't have your loot at all. I don't how are you? My loot at all. Like, I don't see how that works. Do you need your implement? I don't know. I don't know. you need your casting implement. I don't know. I didn't write that part down. Someone please look up Bardic Inspiration. It's my default here is... No? I don't know how you're casting magic without your loot. 
problem is it's not spelled, so they may not describe it so right. very well. It doesn't say, yeah, it says you can inspire <clears throat> others through stirring words or music. It doesn't say okay. it requires oh. anything else. I want this to be a check. Okay, so like... I can't Magic's just... going crazy right now in here. It's literally being pulled out of the air. You find yourself without any of your normal implements. First, what are these words? How are you inspire? How are you attempting to inspire Vale? What do you do? I would try to do basically the. Uh, it would be the same song I would use if I had a lute. I'm just singing it instead of playing it. Okay. So this isn't like a specific rousing speech. This is. <laughs> this not. is an acapella song. It's not Henry V Saint Crispin's Day monologue. No. <laughs> I, I didn't imagine so. Alright. As much as I want this to be a roll, I don't think it is. I don't see anything magical tied to it. And I don't think you're under enough personal duress that it's going to be a problem. If you had your hand on that bulb, yeah. So I want to say it just works. Also because I love this view of Arnus treading water and singing. <laughs> At Vale, as they're lit up like a Christmas tree. <sighs> Alright, Vale, you sticking the course? Oh yeah, worked once. Yeah. Roll another constitution saving throw. What's that come to? Twelve. That's uh, one pass and one fail. As you take Aranus's words and inspiration to heart, while it is mentally stirring, there is so much being pulled through your arm right now, and everybody can see beams of light start to shoot out of Vale's arm. Oh dear. Wow. Oh dear. It's still siphoning through Veil into the mantle. The the other lights in the temple are not dimming anymore. But it is starting to take a drastic toll on Veil's body. What do you do? Crap. I feel like healing you isn't going to do any good. Can I do the same thing again? If you have a different way to inspire Veil. I mean, still with Bardic Inspiration, but not that same song. Okay, so this time instead of singing, I actually, like, attempt to give Veil, like, a... A motivational speech, like, that I'm not absolutely going to be able to do off the top of my own head right now, but sure, Aranus would be better at. What's the gist of the speech? The gist of the speech is, like, you're almost there, keep going, got this. (laughs) I cannot believe that this is actually working. No, I don't say that. I think it's the bottom of the knife and you only got one more out to go, kid. (laughs) Right, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Right. You can do this. I believe in you. <laughs> Slash, this is incredible. <laughs> Darvin, what's going through your head right now? Oh, you know, his sinking feeling. <laughs> fair. Very fair. All right, Vale, if you want to continue oh. doing this. Oh, yeah. Do I use my another... Yes. Thing? Okay, sorry. Roll another constitution saving throw. 19 on the die. I'm going to save the D8. Okay. That's two successes. The flame of the bulb is starting to get smaller. It's about the size of a honeydew now. Your arm is still lit up bright green. Beams of light exiting out through your skin. You can start to feel the tingle now just spreading across your chest. Do you want to try again? Yeah, it's working. Roll another con saving. Uh, that's a 17 total. I'm going to save the D8. Okay. I'm that, but I'm going to do it. 
as the bulb is extinguished, your arm does not stop glowing. That's going to make stealth real hard. I'm sorry. You are filled with... How do you say this? You're filled with the after image of this magical energy, and your arm is green and glowing. There are still beams of light coming out of it. And at this point, the mantle has taken everything it can from the bulb. It needs to be turned off. Mm -hmm. You've got to stop the flow. Because at this point, you're holding your hand out, and there's nothing magical to grab onto. And you can just start to feel the pull of the magic of everything else start to come towards you. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrand. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrand Podcast, or you can email us at SkyrandPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrandpodcast.libsyn.com.